Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 83 of Screwball, following up on our postseason predictions episode. We have now seen two playoff series, if you want to consider that the wild card series, uh, the one-game playoffs for the AL and the NL, and the division series are underway and are currently progressing. Uh, as of recording this, no division series is over yet. Um, there's been no clean sweep. Uh, we have the... As of today, as we record on Mondays, we have the Astros-White Sox series being postponed until Tuesday. We have the Red Sox and the Rays currently playing. We have the Dodgers and Giants playing later tonight. Braves beat the Brewers today, took a 2-1 to advantage. Uh, so the playoffs are uh, often moving by the time this goes live. You know, some, some, some series will be over, potentially, um, or we could have a bunch of Game 5s, which would be okay with me. But the main purpose of this episode is to recap uh, kind of what we've seen so far, especially uh, out of the wild card games, where we had the Red Sox pretty handedly beat the Yankees. We had some late heroics by the Dodgers to come over uh, and beat the Cardinals. And um, so let's just recap what we've seen so far and what we think is going to happen. I know that your postseason predictions blew right out the window in two days. Um, So what did you think? Let's start with the AL because that was the first game that we saw. Uh, what'd you think of what you saw from, from that game? Well, it was exactly, you know, how the season went for both teams. Really just thought that, you know, the Yankees maybe going to be that one of those teams that get hot right there at the end because of the way they fought the whole year. But, um, like I said, last week, my thought was at least one of the wildcard teams was going to the world series. I thought both of them were, and I think I might still be right. Just without the two teams I had. Right. So I think the Yankees offense was miserable. Yankees couldn't rely on their ace. He's been bad every time they needed to win. He's been bad. Um, and the Red Sox has found a way to watch the Yankees implode and capitalize off of it. It's kind of what they're doing now with the Rays. Even though the Rays aren't making much mistakes, but the Red Sox are capitalizing off of every little thing they can get. Right. Um, but the wild card game was <clears throat> pretty much the AL one was nothing to really write home about. It was kind of how you expect it to be, even though it was one of the most watched, viewed games uh, MLB has had in years. Yeah, well, you got Yankees-Red Sox in one game. I mean, that's going to draw viewers no matter what, you know, depending on – I mean, they had the same exact record, so, you know, that helps the drama. That it was like they were right down to the end. They were – they even, I think, what was it, 10-9 to 9 was the season series against each other. It was like they were about as evenly matched as you could get. And, um, yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole obviously put up a big goose egg for the Yankees. I think only threw like two innings. It got, went into the third. Nathan Uvalde came out absolutely dominant got exactly what you needed out of him even with a quick quick hook from Alex Cora you know he uh, he gave up what one hit and a home run and that was it and he was out of there so Yankees season pretty much closes how it was all season you never know what team's going to show up each night Uh, and if you don't have the home run ball then you know you're gonna have a tough night and the Red Sox played their game you know their offense was clicking as they are now in the division series which has kind of carried them all season. Uh, and their pitching did enough. 
uh, against the Yankees. So uh, Red Sox move on in a 6-2 victory, I believe it was, after what a Stanton home run at the end. It didn't really matter. The offense, yeah, the only offense they had. It was literally just Stanton. And, you know, the Red Sox had a big home run by Bogarts in the beginning and Schwarber had a home run and, you know, some heroics there. Uh, bullpen shut down the Yankees, which the bullpen was always questionable for the Red Sox, even, you know, pretty much all season and coming have, into that game. Don't even have Matt Barnes on the roster. Yeah, which is, I mean, he was their guy. He was for, an all-star the first half of the season, second best closer in baseball and became, or at least the first little, you know, first two months of the season and then not even on the playoff roster. Yeah. yeah that's kind of how you expected it. It's just a AL wild card. It was a, uh, a team with was uh, not fun to watch all year, and a team that was relatively fun to watch if if you don't mind them. Yeah, right. I mean, and for a team that like the Red Sox, who were dominant in the first half and then kind of faltered in the second half, kind of stumbled to the finish line. It felt like now they they played their game in the wild card game. And they're playing their game now against the Rays, uh, against a powerhouse of a of an American League team in the Rays. So you know they look good, and uh, the Yankees did not. So that's yeah. that's about how that game went. Yeah, game you didn't really want to watch. It was uh, not exciting. Um, for team one team plays baseball like uh, I don't know, like they're making a fantasy team in a, in a video game. Yeah, like so. they, they use the literally just use the computer. Um, but on the other side, you had the Dodgers and Cardinals in the NL wild card. Uh, Dodgers beat the Cardinals three to one on a uh, two run walk off home run by Chris Taylor in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, that game was exciting, exhilarating. Uh, two teams, two franchises that know how to play baseball, yeah. um, and play a grand a grand style of baseball. Mm. Uh, Cardinals great defense, run the bases, hit behind runners, um, hit the home runs when they need to. Dodgers another one, they'll steal some bases, but they're gonna hit behind runners. They're gonna you know do their thing. They're gonna hit home runs. They're never out of the game. You know they do have <laughs> they do have the most talent. So you mm. know that's what they do when you build depth and you get to get the guys you want to get and you're willing to put the time and money and effort into it. And the Cardinals just red hot franchise just does what they do. Um, the game was great. We had Scherzer kind of, he pitched all right, but Scherzer's got the Greg Maddox approach to playoffs where his stats aren't that great in the playoffs. Right. Not bad, but you're never, never looking up to him. Wainwright continues his dominance in the playoffs, 40 years old, throwing 89 mile per hour fastballs and shutting people down. Yeah. Um, thought there was quick hooks in that game. I think both teams, bullpens are, are not bad, but, if I'm going to die on, I'm going to lose and I'm going to die on in the playoffs, it's going to be with my ace on the mound. So mm-hmm. I think I thought that was, you know, questionable when both teams pulled their starters out with guys on base. I thought, hey, I'll let those guys, if I'm losing, I'm losing with him on the mound. So I thought that's kind of was a little surprising there. And we didn't see Jack Flaherty out of the bullpen for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And one mistake I say the Cardinals really definitely made here um, was putting Reyes in the game. Reyes, who struggled yeah. mightily the second half of the year. Definitely. Giovanni Gallegos pitched about 10 pitches in the eighth inning. You could have let him pitch some more. You could have left uh, the lefty in um, pitch. I can't think of his name now at the moment. but Yeah, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. You could have left him in, even though he was giving up hard outs. Mm-hmm. Um, you made a big mistake also in that game. You can't walk the eight-hitter. The eight-hitter being Cody Bellinger, who would have broke the record for the lowest batting average or a position player if you qualify for a bats. You can't walk him. Walk right. him twice. Cost you two runs. Can't walk him. He's a terrible hitter this year. Awful. That means downright awful. You can't walk him. They walked him in the ninth inning with a lefty on the mound. You put Alex Reyes in. Not a great idea. He's been terrible. I think you could have went to could have left Gallegos in the eighth inning or in the ninth inning from the eighth inning. You could have went Jack Flaherty there. You could have left the lefty in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have went Alex Reyes, especially with, with a guy on base already. Right. You give him his own inning, or you wait until you have to use him. 
or maybe bases loaded at two outs and you need an out strikeout, maybe then maybe because he's a strikeout guy. But I don't think I would have went there. Right. Yeah, I agree because you're, you're basically putting the whole season on this guy's shoulders and he hasn't been your guy yeah. for a while now. If it's do or die and you don't really have much pitches left and maybe Alex Ray should need to strike out, okay, he's, he's got that stuff. But I wouldn't have done it there um, just because he could walk a guy and all of a sudden he's giving up hit. He's just been bad in the second half. Yeah. So I didn't like that move at all across the, the Cardinals, obviously the series or the, or the wild card game. And the winner of that game really is going to go a long ways, I think, because it's just that the Cardinals would have won that. They would have won the World Series. Oh, yeah. That's how I had it. They were just that, they were just that good. Right. But the game overall was one of the better games you're going to watch. It's about know. as expected, just, really. Yeah. An unfortunate finish for a lot of, you know, for many people, because a lot of people I think were rooting for the Cardinals, as myself, uh, over the Dodgers. But um, it was a great game, so you can't really deny too much of that. No, uh, it's exactly what I thought. You know, I predicted the outcome would be three to two. It was three to one. I knew it would be a pitching yeah, duel. I had four three. Uh, so. I felt like both pitchers had dominant innings and innings where they labored. Like you said, it was a little bit of a quick hook. Dodgers do have a good bullpen. Cardinals do have a good bullpen. So you kind of like to, you'd at least like to play with the bullpen, especially if the the other team's ace is already out. So both. As far as pitching goes, both sides did their job for the most part. Like you said, though, that last choice of Alex Reyes was questionable. You know, you had Chris Taylor there where you, you don't really think he's going to hurt you with the home run ball, but he has had some histori- um, some postseason moments in his, in his career, so uh, it makes sense. Uh, I think the Cardinals went out in a way that is appropriate for their season. They, they were just right there, and they almost beat the 106-win Dodgers, which is nothing to, to really – you know, put your head down about. Uh, obviously, you'd like to be where they are and play in the Giants, and and with a team like the Cardinals, you saw what they can do when they get hot. You know, it, it, it was, in my opinion, it was a much better wild card game than the the Yankee Red Sox one, even though it wasn't. I don't think it was as watched as the Yankee Red Sox one. And uh, I'm glad that we got to see it. And I don't know. I think that the Dodgers are. For their organization, they're where they need to be. Because if they had lost that wild card game, you got you to gotta answer a lot of questions. You know, with that, where the Cardinals are kind of like, hey, we got nothing to lose. You know, so if they moved After on. Some injuries and stuff. Next year, the Cardinals are going to be uh, very hard to beat with uh, Ronaldo being there. The outfielders, young outfielders, having a year under their belt together. And maybe some injury guys coming back. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to be um, you know, postseason bound next year and deep in the postseason again. I mean, I haven't gone to the World Series this year before the season. Um, I believe they'll be in the World Series next year, um, just with some guys coming back and maybe a free agent here or there. and One of the best defensive teams that you're ever going to see. Yeah, I mean, you got a team that's already good. It's already built to win. You had some pieces. You like what you got uh, offensively with Goldschmidt and O'Neal and Arenado and Tommy Edmond. I mean, Molina's coming back. Mm-hmm. Harrison Bader had a great offensive year. You know, they could just use a, a, a maybe a starter. Corey Kluber, maybe steal him in free agency. Mm. Uh, Carlos Rodone, John Gray. John Gray would be great for the Cardinals. He looks yeah. like he belongs in the Cardinals uniform. Got I that agree. Ryan Franklin look to him. And, and a bullpen guy. Maybe a Brad Hand, give him a chance. You know, something like that. Yeah, there's a few guys out there you could take a look at. Rossi Iglesias, they want to go big. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's moves out there the Cardinals can make, but that's for a different time. But. Right. Um, it was a good game. It's kind of you know how baseball playoff baseball is supposed to look compared to the first game, which was playoff baseball is really you know arch enemy. Yeah, and that's a team, the Yankees, who have to do a lot of inward looking as an organization. They they have to start looking at themselves. The Cardinals are in a pretty good spot. They didn't really 
there was points in the season where like, they might not even make the playoffs. You know, they made some kind of lukewarm moves that ended up working out for them at the deadline. Yeah. So they're in a good spot as an organization where you have the Yankees who are now like, whoa, do we keep our manager? Do we get rid of them? What do we do with our coaches? Do we blow it up? Do we not? Do we pay these guys? Who do, who do we pay? You know, so they're in a little bit of a limbo where the Red Sox are moving on, and they really – there wasn't many ex- much expectations for this season. And so who knows what happens with them now. And the Dodgers are about doing what they – have been doing they and expect for. to do. Yeah. yeah. They, they have the payroll. This is what they wanted to do. They made the trade for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer that worked out. So you got a lot of organizations that are about where they want to be or about where they expected to be. And you got a team in the Yankees who really have some inward looking to do and uh, some figuring out. So you have the division series that we expected anyway, the Astros and the White Sox and the, um, the Brewers and the Braves. But now division series is Red Sox Rays. And Dodgers Giants, Dodgers Giants, obviously being one that uh, you got the two, you know, you got the two, one of the, some of the best rivalry in in sports, Dodgers and Giants, a lot of history there. I believe it's the first time they ever faced each other in the postseason, isn't it? I, I'm not sure that makes sense though. I think it's like the first or maybe second. It hasn't been many times. Yeah. Cause I think prior to the, uh, prior to the wildcard game or the the wildcard implementation in the nineties, they wouldn't have played each other. It was, they were duking it out to get there. Yeah, you know, so yeah, that's when both teams were good, and for a long time, Giants really were never that competitive, and then the Dodgers really weren't that competitive for many years. No, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it's the first year they face off is in a year where the Giants really shouldn't even—they were projected like seventy-something wins, and here they are with a hundred and seven. So thirty more wins to that. So I mean, it's it's uh, insane. You know, by the time this goes live, the division series is will probably be over, at least some of them. So um, it's hard to say. You know what will happen you might see some comebacks you might not just to give my personal thoughts i think that the red sox are giving the rays hell and they may even win the series which is impressive uh brewers coming up really short on the hitting side of the ball uh, as ex- really as expected as yeah from the year mm. 40 year you expected the opposite but from the way this year is going their offense has been right not great and their pitching has done the job as it has all year so it's like you know as long as they hit a little bit in this series uh, they could be winning it pretty easily. Uh, yeah, and I think if the Braves had Acuna, they'd be they would be going to the World Series for sure. I th- yeah, I think you're right. Um, but they're doing their job. The Braves are, like the Braves win that series. Are they up two one now? Win another game at home. Yep. So uh, you like your chances? Yeah, and you said the cart the the Red Sox here. Uh, Rays win this game. That we're mm. watching right now. Zero zero to third inning as we speak. Rays win this game. They're never going to go down. They're not going to. They're not going to lose this one. They're going to Game Five mm. back at Tampa Bay. From there, I, I don't know what's going to happen. There's two teams that I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, they're just, yeah. Either I, way, I don't like either one of them, so it doesn't much matter to me. But I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. I, I don't see the Rays losing game four here. White Sox, I think I think the White Sox win game four. Mm-hmm. I don't, something about Chicago, and that team's just going nuts right now. And something about Dusty Baker in the playoffs and blowing it. It just seems to be it's appropriate, right? just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And you said the Dodgers and Giants, right? Yep. Uh, that's 1-1 till tonight. Yep. Could go either way. Giants, <laughs> mediocre talent. Just get right down to it. Mm. Go look at their MLB overalls if you really want to break it down that far. Mm. Their talent is mediocre, but they're winning. They're really, I don't know if they win a series. I, I would rather have them win a series than the Dodgers because, you know, Dodgers. But um, it's a great series. Yeah. It's 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 a powerhouse versus some schmo. It seems like a team of, you know, just like, it's like we talked about earlier when we did our predictions. They just get the job done night by night. You, you can't know, say just... they're really like the Royals because the Royals were all young guys. Right. The Giants are all old guys. 
That's it. Doesn't make any sense. Brandon Crawford, Brandon Bell's not even there. Buster Posey, Johnny Cueto. I mean, Evan Longoria. It's Evan like... Longoria. You know, who's your young guy? Yeah, Shumsky, who's been not great this year. Yeah, something like that. I mean, um, yeah, he hasn't even been good. They're rough hanging around. I mean, Gossman's younger, but you know, kind of guy who kind of jumped around here recently. Mm-hmm. You know, Alex Wood, a younger guy, but jumped around, never seemed to find a place. Right. Tyler Rogers throws the ball underhand from fucking down under. Mm-hmm. You know, Jake McGee's bounced around. It just doesn't. It just Gabe Kapler got beat up in Philly. I mean, it's just it's all. None of it makes sense. It's all ruckus. So, but um, that series, I don't really know what to expect. I'm hoping, me neither. I'm hoping the Giants. I think the Giants pull it out. But uh, yeah, I think also a lot of the series are going to go down to the wire here. That's a, I'm I'm glad there's no sweep. I kind of hate when a team just kind of goes three and out, and that's uh you know see you later. Yeah, like I to think, see some fight put up. You I know? think the series you'll see be done by the time we post this episode will be the Braves. Mm. I think they do win tomorrow. I think all the other series will still be playing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. There's, you know, there's a lot of good play going on right now, and I'm having a hard time even predicting. Even a team that's up two one, I'm having a hard time saying well, they're the they're the team. You know what I mean? Like even the Red Sox up two one right now, it's like, but yeah. I mean they lose today and they go back to the trop. Yeah, anything can happen once it's tied up. Yeah, once you go to a, a, an elimination game, then literally anything can happen. So, so we'll see what happens. It, it you know, we're not gonna predict too too much we know you know you know our predictions up to this point i had the rays moving on to the world series uh, i'll still stick with that i had the giants going to the world series i'll still stick with that i think th- i actually do th- i'll i thought the brewers were going to really just handle the braves but the braves have given them everything and i think the braves do end up winning that series well, the Braves pitch so. has been uh, you know as they've been second half of the year the pitching's been really good so just some notes that I, you know, want to throw out there before we get into two quick, you know, or things we want to dive a little deeper into. Mm. Um, notes about Houston cheating again. White yeah. Sox, Ryan Tapera said that they're, they're cheating. He's pitched in the series at Houston, and he's noticed something different than at, at Chicago when they struck out a bunch. So nothing too much to say there. I don't think Dusty Baker let that happen. But are they getting signs maybe at home? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Are every team getting signs at home maybe? Yeah. Are they Probably. cheating like they were? With the buzzers that were not really, you know, and I don't think they're doing that. No, probably um, not. We mentioned earlier quick hooks in the playoffs. We've seen some quick hooks from some big name guys. Bit quick hooks in the playoffs obviously makes sense. That's well, I don't say it makes sense. We see it all the time. Mm. From the bigger name guys is a little bit more shocking, but it's something we noticed so far. And the fact that the playoff atmosphere is back this year. Yeah. Yep. In full effect. Absolutely. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to note. So that were just some small things. Yeah. I wanted to throw out to you before we got to our two bigger subjects which yep. were some plays in yesterday's games mm-hmm. that turned the series or could help turn the series you know the, I guess the first one we could start off with was they both almost happened at the same time too mm-hmm. uh, the first one I guess we could start with since their series is still playing right now today is the Renfro play in the 13th inning of the the Rays Boston game yeah uh, ball in the gap first the guy in first two outs tie game four four I believe in the in the thirteenth inning. Uh, Jan Diaz Yandi Diaz on first base. Kevin Kiermaier hits the ball in the gap. Short hops the little fence in the right field because Fenway's a mess. Uh, bounces. Short hops the fence. Well, it hit the fence and then bounced down. Oh, hit yeah, hits the top of the fence and sh- short hops off of it. Mm. Bounces up, hits Renfro. Unintentionally hits Renfro, goes over the fence. The runner's scoring for sure. The ball bounced off of Renfro. He was already at th- just about a step off of third. Kiermaier's getting 
at least a third. He who even inside a park home run if it's yeah. it, it hits him and stays in the park. Right, his speed. Uh, so it's an easy run to take the lead with two outs and a guy on third at least. You would think. Um, instead, the play the, the play is called a uh, uh, double, and the runner has to go back to third and the other runner to back to second base. They eventually, sh- I believe, the next guy gets out. Either strike out, I'm not sure. And then the next inning, we get a two-run walk-off home run by Christian Vasquez for the Red Sox, becoming the eighth c- catcher at a walk-off home run. That smash version was bragging up right before the guy hit the home run. But why that play is significant, because it obviously cost the Rays possibly a game, the rule is very vague. But the rule does not say it's a ground rule double. The rule says they advance, they're awarded two bases. From my aspect of it, my d- interpretation of the rule is you should get two bases from where the play is where the ball went out. Just like if you threw the ball and it went over the fence, you would get two bases from where you're at. So if you're not at second yet, you would get second and third. If you're at at second, past second, you would get third and home. Just like an infielder throws the ball, shortstop throws it over the fence, the guy's not at first yet. Well, you get word of two bases, essentially. You get first and second. Right. So that's how the play should have been interpreted because it does not say ground rule double, which is a baseball term in the rule book. Doesn't say automatic ground rule double. Mm. It says a two bases. So mm-hmm. you should get two bases from where you're at. Now if it says ground rule double, it's an automatic ground rule double. But the rule is very vague. So you mm-hmm. can say it just gets two you get two bases. It doesn't say two bases from where you started. Two bases, ground rule double, it says two bases. They should the the run should have scored. The run should score because otherwise you can't tell if it's I, I you can't review that it's he didn't do it on purpose. Now he didn't do it on purpose, but you can't review that. No. But if what's the case if you go like this and you pick the ball up near the fence and you go to stretch your arm out and the ball slips out of the back of your hand and goes over the fence right. as a guy's around in second going to the third? Well, it's an accident. Well, you should go back to second base. No, you should be awarded two bases from where you're at when the ball goes over the fence because the ball was in play and you knocked it out of play. Just like, you know, Kaseko getting the ball off the head. That wasn't right. a double. It was still like like the ball never hit him. It's a home run. So why I don't understand why they would go back. The ball was in play, and you knocked it out of play. Just because you didn't have possession of it, or it wasn't on purpose, doesn't mean it shouldn't be around. That's yeah. how it should have been. That's how it should have been. It's mm-hmm. like football. The guy throws the ball at the back of the end zone on accident. It doesn't mean he did, it's not a touchback, or it's not a safety. Right. You didn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. It should have been two bases. And the rule, like I said, it's very vague. It's two bases. Mm-hmm. You should have been awarded two bases from where they were at. Yep. So Kiermaier would have got second and third. Yan Diaz, Yan Diaz was not quite a third base, pretty much, but he would have got third and, and home, mm. or four in that situation, rule buck wise. You get, you know, so he scored a run. You could say they like, lost by two runs, I guess so, but it changes the aspect of the game. You're putting a different pitcher in. You got a lot different things going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, were they wrong, the umpires? No. Not technically, no. No, they're not wrong. But can you stand up and say, well, the rule says this. No, the rule doesn't say that. It doesn't say ground rule double. You get two bases from where you started. Hmm. You advance two bases. I think there should have been two bases from when the ball went out of play. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was uh, I was out when all this was going on, so I didn't get to really kind of look at the play and, and, and dig deep into it. But that is really how the rule – you know, it's an interpretation, but that's how I would interpret it too. Is just like you said, like if if a guy balled a shortstop, he takes it, throws it out of play, and there was a guy on base, it's, you know, you get the two bases from there. You know, so in that regard, it makes sense to me. And um, I didn't quite understand what was going on until I, I looked at the replay a few times and talked to Frank here. But 
yeah, I, it was just weird how that happened. That changes the complexion of the game, changes the complexion of the series, possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, big call. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, here's the rule right here. This is word for word. Any bounding fair balls deflected by a fielder into the stands are over or under a fence on fair or foul territory, in which case the batter and all runners shall be entitled to advance two bases. Take with that what you will. Doesn't you know? say ground will double on two bases from start. Just says two bases. So, right. Yes, so I, I think that that should – you'd think that'd be the interpretation because it's like we said before, ground rule double is different terminology. It's, that is a terminology in the rule book, and uh, if that were the case, then that's the case. But that's not necessarily hard and fast what the rule says. Yeah, it's just – Not black it, and white. It just seems like if that really is the way we want to do it, then uh, you could definitely uh, kind of fudge around your idea. Oh, the ball slipped out of the back of my hand while I was throwing it in, in and it's out of play. What happens there? Well, he didn't do it intentional, but he essentially hit left, hit his hand and went over the fence. Does that count as a throw? I mean, are we really going to do all this? I think it should have been, it should have just been two bases from where they're at. I think it makes the most sense. Just like if you throw the ball over the fence. Yep. And you're, you throw the ball home and the guy starts going third. You know, the guys, there's one guy running home, one guy running from second to third. They throw it over the catcher or hits the catcher and goes in the dugout. Well, the other guy gets the score. He gets two bases from where he was at. Right. So if right. you go look up the rule there, I'm sure it says he advances two bases. Probably. So why did we change the way we advanced two bases there? Mm-hmm. So um, it's a tough play. Are they wrong? No. Are they right? No. Yeah. You can interpret it either way. It doesn't really break it down and say, like, this is how it goes. Yeah, it's a judgment call. Not like, oh, a ball, guy catches ball at first base and steps on base before runner gets there. You're out. Mm. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not quite like that. It's yeah. a, that was more of a, a football type type uh you know referee decision in football where it's more like hey did this happen is it more it's more judgment baseball is usually black and white yeah is it fair or foul yeah a strike or a ball boxers are one thing and your strike zone is more judgment Mm -hmm. other than that it's pretty straight up Mm -hmm. that was one of those judgment plays that you do see in the rule book that you don't really see ever doesn't happen quite that often yeah Yeah, it Mm -hmm. happens once every five years maybe in just a regular season game this of course is one of the biggest moments yeah, for As we've both seen those the teams. reaching over the fence, we've seen a couple years ago with the Astros. Um, so obviously those light, they come to light, they slide in Utley. So you know rules happen to change after stuff like that. So yeah, there's always something in the playoffs that has some sort of effect on rule. Yeah. So, so that was uh, one big thing we seen yesterday. <clears throat> yesterday, excuse me. The other one happened either right before or at the, uh, at the same time. So right there within the same moment. So baseball was going nuts yesterday <laughs> while football had a two-hour rain delay for halftime. Yeah. Yasmani Grandal. It's a ground ball at first base. Yuli Guriel, who's 38 years old, by the way, didn't think he was that old, won the batting title this year, <laughs> uh, throws the ball home. He hits Yasmani Grandal, who's running the first base. It deflects away to run scores. Plays live. Ronald goes to first. Guys move around. He's inside the base path. Mm-hmm. Inside the, the line. Inside the dirt. On the grass at a base path. On first base. The ball hits his shoulder. Not intentionally, does not throw his shoulder, completely throw his shoulder. You know, did he intentionally kind of hit it? He moved out of the way. He didn't do anything like that. He just kind of sat down, let the ball hit his shoulder. Play was live. Should he have been out? Should the play have been a dead ball? Shouldn't be dead ball, but should he be out? They called him safe, the run score and everything like that. Should he be out? Yes. My reason why he should be out, and the, the reason he's not out is because the rule says you're allowed to have, once you establish your, route to, uh, your, your path to the base, same right. with second base. I could run to the right field fence mm. and then run to second base. That's my path to the base. 
Right. Mm, okay. I, he could have ran to third base first and then run across the mound. First, that's your path to the base. So technically, you're not wrong there. Right, right. But here's the question. If that's a swing and bunt, and the catcher throws that ball to first base, and you're on the inside part of that line, and it hits you, you're out. Right. Why mm-hmm. is it if it hits to the first baseman, he throws it the opposite way, and you're on the inside part of that line, why are you not out? Why does that? How does that make sense? I agree. It wasn't like he was on the line, or he's on the dirt of the line. He was on the grass of the line. Mm. As a lefty hitter, which I've seen today, they broke down. Lefty hitter, you're already kind of outside the line. Mm. Righty hitter makes kind of more sense because you're coming across the plate more. Yeah. You start you, on the grass a little bit. Right. Yeah, you have to come across the, the lefty, plate and you're everything. you're already yeah. in the dirt. So that play, he really should have been out. Also, if you really want to break it down, does he purposely get hit by the ball? I don't think he really throws his shoulder at it, no. He, he kind of knew what he was doing. Once yeah. that ball hit him, he turned around and looked at the catcher. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, where'd that ball go? Yeah, right, right, right. And they broke down another one. He, they showed a couple of plays where he, when he hits the ball, he uh, never runs on the grass run the first base on base hits and anything he never does that he just runs pretty much right on the dirt mm. but that time for some reason he ran on the infield he was on the grass yeah so umpires again did they get it right technically I guess yeah but again I would put on the motion that he didn't get it right mm. he didn't get it wrong it's mm. you know Reggie they compared it to Reggie yeah, stuck his ass out hit, yeah. hit him you know I just think that if the, if the catcher threw that ball you're out but then it came from first so it's the rever- it's literally the reverse and it yeah it's, I see. It's um, kind of stupid why you do that. Kind of like uh, why you can't review a fair ball or a fair foul ball in the infield, but when it's behind the bases, you can. Why? why? Right. What is the difference? So that was a big play because that would have been, instead it would have been the base runner, I believe. I imagine how they would go by that. There's different ways they could do it. The batter could be out if he's intentionally did it. Yep. Especially if he's in the base path, he'd be out. The base runner, I do not know if he would have to go back to third base or not. Or if he would be automatically out. Kind of like a double play situation. You slide past, you're both out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly how that would go. Either way, though, it would stop. Instead of having first and th- they had first and third again. Mm-hmm. With no outs. And I think that tied the game at that point. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was a big run like that. Or instead, it would have been, you know, maybe gone in third with one out. Or gone in third with two outs. So it really changed that. That has a bigger inning. They rallied a lot that inning. And that could have changed a lot of it right there. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. So, again, is, is he, are they wrong? No. Are they right? I don't think so. I don't think they're really right either. But yeah. But he's allowed to establish his base path. And that was his base path. He got on the inside and was running straight to first. But why is that not the rule when the catcher has it thrown down there? Right. Because he's established his base path. It's still the same rule. It's still the same thing, yeah. I'm just not sure why it flipped. Hmm. Just like you do have every base path has that bo- runner's box. Mm-hmm. What that is, that little extra line, that little box. That's the runner's box. That's right. what it's really mm-hmm. supposed to be called. Yep. Did we use it? No. Same as the catcher's ball. Did we use the thing we have? We put there, we put lines and chalk it all up? No, we don't use it. Yeah. The bat on deck circle, do people stand in the circle? No. Why do we have them? I don't know. But the box even, the batter's box, I don't even know if half the guys stand in that anymore. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So why do we use these things? I don't know. But it just seemed like a really... We do we do we really technically do anything right in the rule book? Right? <laughs> yeah. Catcher's yeah. balks and all that crap. The balks that's an actual balk from a pitcher. If you want to get downright technical all the time, strike zone should be to the letters, to the knees. We don't do anything technical. So mm-hmm. why was that play? Why are those both those plays kind of technically right? Right. Well we're right. technically the base path one's more technically right. Well the ball that bounces off the guy, it's not technically right, it's not technically wrong. Right. It's just it is. <laughs> it's yeah. an interpretation. So I think they should really, I think Rondell, that, that one really was just, I don't like that. 
It's yeah, that's that thing. one was strange. Um, that's another one I saw a replay of, and I didn't even really understand what was happening um, until I watched it a few times and got the kind of gist of what was going on. But yeah, no, I agree that it's it's strange that the reverse happening, and it's the same exact scenario: first to catcher, catcher to first. It's, We've it's, seen it this year. How many times you see it in a year? Like mm-hmm. Catcher throws down, or pitcher throws down, and hits the runner. Yeah, it's an inside part of the base. He's called out. Right. Not all the time. Most of the time, you're called out. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, oh, come on, what are you calling that? And it's a crap call. And I think we've seen with the Yankees this year, actually, get called out. I think uh, you're right, yeah. And we, uh, you know, it's like, ah, come on, you're trying to be a superhero umpire making those calls you don't need to make. Not wrong, not wrong there either, but it just doesn't make sense how if you could throw the ball down from first at home and you're you're safe, it doesn't matter. But I throw it the opposite way, you're out. But if I'm running from first to second and you hit me, it's just, it's just, it's a live ball. Yeah, it's... Unless you purposely get in front of the ball. Yeah, unless I'm not sure why we have these different base paths, rules, bases. I, don't, I just don't know. Are, it is confusing sometimes. There are both huge plays that were both technically not wrong. I just don't know if they're technically really right. Mm-hmm. Grandal's being more rule book right. Right. Out of bounds, mm-hmm. the out, of, out of play one. I think it was just not not wrong. It's just not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, two crazy plays that you don't see. Grandal's you see a little bit more. Not, not saying you see it a lot, but you see a little bit more. While... The run for a one in the outfield you see if you watch every baseball game every year, maybe once every two, three, four years, mm-hmm. where someone hits the ball out of play unintentionally. I think the last time they said it in the regular season was in 2019. They had something to deal with that. Ironically, it was, it was the race. Of Jack course. the ball up with his glove, and when he was picking his ball up, the ball popped out of his glove and went over the fence. Mm-hmm. And they said it was an accident, so they only got a ground rule double. I don't like that either. I watched a replay of it. I'm like, that's he hit, he hit it out of the play. Yeah, yeah. So... Whether it was intentional or not, it still happened. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that was, those were two unbelievable moments in the games yesterday, almost yeah. at the same time. Which is just strange. It's just playoff baseball at that point. Very yeah, within like, a, at the very I'm not sure the exact timeline. I felt like it was five minutes apart. Mm. I'd say within at least an hour that all happened. Yeah, yeah. Two. I think it was even closer, but within at least an hour. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was. It was. It was chaos that turned the whole playoffs and the whole season. And the future of baseball around because, you know, this team wins, this team doesn't, this team gets a draft pick, this team, it changes everything. Yeah, with the CBA coming up, you say, well, we got to do something about that rule, you know. It's like. Yeah, and that's things. You can even change a rule that you never see. Yeah. Do you even bother? Well, sometimes it, all of a sudden that comes to the forefront, something you never see, and all of a sudden it's a big topic that you've got to debate. So you never know. Uh, you really never know. But it's, yeah, crazy plays. And now you got, just in the time we were talking here, Boston's up 4 nothing. And imagine how different the series could be without that call. Yeah, the Rays are up two one here, and you're not worried about it mm. so much. Now you're you're on the, the brink of elim- elimination. Yeah, looking at a hundred win team, that's you know, you're you like you said, you're on the brink. So it's amazing what just a simple call like that you would think would be something that you could make a an interpretation like the two bases turn into a ground rule double instead of two bases, and uh, you really just never know. Baseball always keeps you on your toes, so. Oh, yeah, you watch it long enough, you see stuff that you've never seen before. That's the great greatness of the game. Sure. And it's 400 years of yeah. playing it. It's always something different, and always someone new and something weird. And But yet, it's, it always comes down to that, uh, that constitution of baseball. The rules yeah. have been written and never really been changed, um, other than those extra articles added at the end. But first, uh, you know, 100 pages, no, don't move much. Yeah, so, you're right. Um, but somehow, these guys got no more. The umpires and they do a pretty good job knowing them all. Yeah, they do. Even when they yeah. come out of nowhere, they do pretty good work. Admittedly, um, there's some calls that get missed and stuff like that. But they, for a whole rule book, understanding every little nuanced call, pretty good. 
You know, yeah. you miss some, but you're not perfect. You yeah, know, that's why you got four other guys and guys to replay boots anymore to help you out. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so that's where we're at with the playoffs, and that's some some crazy plays we got. Play's been good. Some surprises already, and that's just October baseball. It's just you really can't predict. Well, baseball in general, you can't predict. No. But then once it comes to this point, you know, it, it really can change in a heartbeat. Yep. Change in a few calls. The good players, the good teams are not always good every year. Well, in some of the sports, you know, they have maybe downer years, but the good teams and, and, and the good players are usually at least pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baseball, I think hockey is another one. I think is a little bit uh, more closer where it's like not all, always the good teams and the good players are always, always good. Right. You see those teams that come out of nowhere and kind of do their thing. Well, other teams, other sports, it's like, well, this guy's always going to pass for the same amount of yards every year unless he gets hurt um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always in the regular in the same spot. That's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. It is what it is. So we'll see next time we uh, we record, we'll see where the division series ended up and where the championship series are looking at, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, you know, I get to our last little bit here is our trivia question. Uh, obviously, we're in the playoffs. We're in the midst of a uh, October run here from a couple teams. Um, we wanted to keep our trivia question revolving around that. Uh, so the trivia question is, which manager has the most playoff appearances in MLB history? You can look back at a million managers and ones who've been million wins yeah but the answer is Bobby Cox with 16 playoff appearances but I thought that was a little bit surprising yeah yeah I expect Bobby Cox he made the playoffs every year all the time five World Series appearances only one World Series win but a lot of managers out there won a lot and then you go back to the guys like Connie Mack and those guys who Casey Stangle they won all the time yeah you gotta think well I gotta make playoff appearances back then it was more of just World Series right right where they were in the wild card era so they had to Quite a few more rounds to yeah. go through to, you yeah. know. I believe second on this list was Tony La Russa at 14, who was obviously still active, or back active, I should say. Yeah, right. Um, so, obviously, that list and that record can kind of change. But as of right now, <clears throat> the manager with the most playoff appearances, and will be history, is Bobby Cox with 16. Yeah, the guy was, uh, uh, look at the ejections list, too. He's at the head of that. You know, he was a very good manager. Uh, I, I kind of figured my first knee-jerk reaction was to say Bobby Cox. But my thoughts also kind of went with Joe Torre and like Tony Larusa and guys like that who were just always there. Uh, but again, for, uh, Bruce Bochy. yeah, Bruce Bochy was up to having get twelve. Yeah, but it, it makes sense, guys like that. And then when you think back on old baseball, you know those old guys make sense too with the uh, Casey Stangles and John McGraws and Connie you, Mack. You, they all, you know, they were all there a lot too, and they managed for a long Billy time Martin. too. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, there's the, her. yeah, the the list goes on. So. Uh, but Bobby Cox makes sense just because they were the Braves during that time were just even though they only got one World Series in that time, which is you know still kind of surprising. Five times they they went five times. They got five pennants, and uh, they won the division how many years in a row? It was like twenty it, years. In yeah, a row it was. It like wasn't that. even a contest at that point. So, um, so no, it does. It, it makes sense. And Bobby Cox is obviously a legendary, legendary manager oh, in, in baseball. Yeah, I mean that whole era saw quite a few really, really good managers. Historic. Yeah, good trivia question. Good week of baseball, even though it's obviously lighter than we're used to. Not, you know, the games aren't light, but the schedule's obviously lighter. It's not like you have a, a million games to watch every day. So we'll see what happens. Uh, looks like this uh, ALDS here between the Red Sox and the Rays might wrap up tonight. Uh, it's now, an instant classic. Yeah, or yeah, or be just an unbelievable comeback by the Rays, and you never know what happens. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the teams, and we will discuss next time so 
that's kind of all I got for this week and our updates. You know, there's not much really to update on. It's not as much news and stats and stuff. So uh, that's kind of all I got. I don't know what else you got. No, that's it. We just got a lot more playoff baseball coming and uh, history to be made. Yeah, sure. Always. And, you know, with the championship series and the World Series, that's kind of where you see uh, even way bigger moments. than You know, division series usually has lighter uh, moments that, that help teams. But legends are made in October, so. We will see. Uh, So with that, you want to wrap this one up and uh, get out of here? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLaPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLaPree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.